Good evening, this is Caleb Arn with the Walk with God podcast and YouTube channel. Tonight we're going to be reading from Psalm 76, Deuteronomy chapter 26 through 27, Proverbs chapter 12 verses 15 through 17, and Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through chapter 11 verse 13. Before we get started, let's open with a word of prayer first. Heavenly Father, Lord, please bless our nation. Please bless and please heal our land, Lord. Help us to turn back to you, Father, and help us to be that land that can claim, that can truly proclaim and praise that blessed is that nation whose God is the Lord. Lord, help us to repent. Help us as a total nation, all of us, Lord, to turn back, turn from our wickedness, turn from idols, turn from atheism, turn from false beliefs, and turn to you, God, and to worship you, to love you, to acknowledge that we have that sin nature that Adam, that we, that we inherited from Adam, from the first man, and that we cannot save ourselves. Help us to turn to you, God, and trust that you have done everything that needs to be done to save us, and you're the only one who could and the only one who did. Lord, help us to trust in you for our salvation. Help us to trust in you for our re protection, for our redemption, for and for our future hope. Lord, help us to look forward to that blessed hope of your coming. Help us, Lord, now to learn from your word, to study your word well. Please give us your message and help us to listen well and to hear well and to apply it to our lives and to our hearts and to do your will. Lord, help us to so recognize you inside of our hearts and inside of our lives. Help us to uh, just be surrendered to your influence in every single area of our life. Thank you, Lord God, and we pray for your guidance and your discernment and your wisdom in the minds and the hearts of all of our leaders, from the president all the way down to our local mayors and police officers. Please protect our first responders and our first-line workers right now, and please keep them healthy and strong. Lord, let your holy will be done, and please provide for your missionaries, for your pastors, and for those that are proclaiming your word boldly, Lord. Help them to be able to reach their congregations and help them to grow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, now we're going to read from Psalm 76 today. Psalm 76 says, In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle, and his dwelling place in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, and the sword, and the battle. Selah. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted are spoiled. They have slept their sleep, and none of the men might have found their hands. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and the horse are cast into a dead sleep. Thou, even thou, art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth, Selah, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, the remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. Vow, and pay unto the Lord your God, let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes, he is terrible to the kings of the earth. So here in Psalm 76, we have some interesting attributes of God being revealed by the psalmist. It says, In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. Where else throughout all the world is God so known except for in the land where he called Abraham, the land where he called 
Isaac and gave the promise and continued the promise unto his his son then Jacob and called Israel to go there and to that he would bless them and that he would give them that promised land. That is the land. That is the place where God is known. And it says in Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. And so the Lord is known to inhabit at this time in the book of Psalms and in the Old Testament during this dispensation, during this time period of Israel, God is uh, inhabiting the, the tabernacle and the temple when once the, the temple is built by Solomon and the Lord and his presence has been seen visibly manifesting itself to come as a large cloud and inhabit that tabernacle and that temple at both of those both of those locations in scripture then we also see the stout-hearted are spoiled they have slept their sleep at thy rebuke o god of jacob both the chariot and the horse are cast into a dead sleep now this is an interesting type of uh, verse that the psalmist is using and one thing that is similar to this uh, if we look back in first samuel chapter 26 verses uh, verse 12, it says, So David took the spear and the cruise of water from Saul's bolster, and they gat them away, and no man saw it, nor knew it, neither awaked, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord was fallen upon them. And so God controls even even the feelings of man. God controls even the, and can control even uh, deep sleep and cause men to fall into a deep sleep and deep slumber. And we see this when uh, Abraham fell into a deep sleep and God made his covenant, his blood covenant with Abraham to keep the promise and give the promise that he would raise up this generation of Israel unto him. Thou, even thou, art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? And so the image that comes to mind of this is the Israelites standing at the bottom of Mount Sinai, looking up and seeing Moses, that Moses is up there in the clouds with the Lord, and all of the summit of that mountain is on fire, and they can hear the voice of the Lord booming out to them from the top of that mount in a thunderous way that resembles the thunder of lightning. And who can stand before that? And especially when the Lord was not angry at that point when he spoke unto them, who can stand then once thou art angry? And when the Lord's actually angry, when he's thundering and giving out uh, the proclamation or the strength and uh, who would be able to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ when he returns and he shouts or when he proclaims the word of the Lord with the sword of his mouth, which is the spirit of God to the entire world when he does return? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. And everybody, every ear will hear, every knee shall bow because of the power and might of the Lord. Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all be round about him. Bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. Divine and holy fear and reverence is due unto God because he is the Lord, because he is God of all the universe, of everything that has been created. Now we're going to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 26 and 27, and we're going to read from chapters 26 and 27. 
And it says, And it shall be, when thou art come in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, and possessest it, and dwellest therein, that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou shalt bring of thy land, that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt put it in a basket, and shalt go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God, that I am come unto the country which the Lord sware unto our fathers for to give us. And the priest shall take the basket out of thine hand, and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, Assyrian ready to perish was my father, and he went down into Egypt, and sojourned there with a few, and became there a nation, great and mighty and populous. And the Egyptians evil entreated us, and afflicted us, and laid upon us hard bondage. And when we cried unto the Lord of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice, and looked on our affliction, and our labor, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and with an outstretched arm, and with great terribleness, and with signs, and with wonders. And he hath brought us into this place, and hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given unto thee and unto thine house, thou and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. When thou hast made an end of tithing all the tithes of thine increase the third year, which is the year of tithing, and hast given it unto the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat within thy gates and be filled. Then thou shalt say before the Lord thy God, I have brought away the hallowed things out of mine house, and also have given them unto the Levite, and unto the stranger, to the fatherless, and to the widow, according to all my, thy commandments which thou hast commanded me. I have not transgressed thy commandments, neither have I forgotten them. I have not eaten thereof in my morning, neither have I taken away aught thereof for any unclean use, nor given aught thereof for the dead. But I have hearkened to the voice of the Lord my God, and have done according to all that thou hast commanded me. Look down from thy holy habitation from heaven, and bless thy people Israel, and the land which thou hast given us, as thou swearest unto our fathers, a land that floweth with milk and honey. This day the Lord thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments, and thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God, and to walk in his ways, and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments, and to hearken unto his voice. And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he hath promised thee, and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments, and to make thee high above all nations which he hath made in praise, and in name, and in honor, and that thou mayest be an holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he hath spoken. Chapter 27 And Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you this day, and it shall be on the day when ye shall pass over Jordan unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones, and plaster them with plaster. And thou shalt write upon them all the words of this law, when thou art passed over, that thou mayest go in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land that floweth with milk and honey, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee. Therefore it shall be, when ye be gone over Jordan, that ye shall set up these stones which I command you this day in Mount Ebal, and thou shalt plaster them with plaster, and there shalt thou build an altar unto the Lord thy God, an altar of stones. Thou shalt not lift up any iron tool upon them. Thou shalt build the altar of the Lord thy God of whole stones, and thou shalt offer burnt offerings thereon unto the Lord thy God. And thou shalt offer peace offerings, and shalt eat there, and rejoice before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of this law very plainly. 
And Moses and the priests, the Levites, spake unto all Israel, saying, Take heed and hearken, O Israel, this day thou art become the people of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God, and do his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day. And Moses charged the people the same day, saying, These shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people, when ye are come over Jordan, Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, and Issachar, and Joseph, and Benjamin. And these shall stand upon Mount Ebal to curse. Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel with a loud voice, Cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image, an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and putteth it in a secret place. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger, fatherless, and widow, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife, because he hath uncovereth his father's skirt, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with any manner of beast, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that smiteth his neighbor secretly, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay an innocent person, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. Chapter 26 of the book of Deuteronomy is how the people shall remember to go unto the Lord and sacrifice unto him the things that the Lord has commanded them to bring in peace offerings. And they would go unto where the Lord uh, would choose for them to come and to serve and to worship him. And they would offer these things. They would bring peace offerings. They would bring baskets of bread and things that would be readily eaten by the Levites in these offerings. And uh, they would also recite some things. They would remember where the Lord has brought them out of, how he delivered them out of Egypt, how he brought them unto a land flowing with milk and honey, how he provided for them on the way, how he delivered them with a mighty hand and a stretched out arm, how he delivered them with signs and great wonders and worked all the plagues in Egypt and all the blessings and all the miracles to provide for them in the wilderness while they were on the way. And it says, thou, thou shalt also rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given unto thee and unto thine house. And then uh, commanding them that they remember all the tithes and uh, the third uh, and bringing in all the tithes of thine increase the third year, which is the year of tithing, and give it unto the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat. Then Moses also reminded them that they had chosen the Lord, and they had proclaimed and given their covenant that they would serve the Lord all their days, and then the, that the Lord also has chosen them to be a peculiar people unto him, and unto them, and given them the high status of being high above all nations, verse 19 says, which he hath made in praise and in name and in honor. And so the Lord would honor Israel above all people, and that thou mayest be a holy people separated and sanctified unto the Lord. In chapter 27, 
it says that once they are come into the land of Canaan, then they are to set up some stones and they are to set them up and plaster them with this plaster that they could then write on. And they were commanded to write all the words of these laws upon that those stones that they would plaster with plaster when they come into that land. And then Moses also commanded that then uh, some of them will stand on Mount Gerizim and some of them will stand on Mount Ebal and these shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless, it says, and that's uh, Simeon and Levi and Judah and Issachar and Joseph and Benjamin. And those shall stand on Mount Ebal to curse Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, and Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all men of Israel with a loud voice, so that every one could hear. And they would say, Cursed be the man that... And they go through a bunch of laws, maketh a graven image, setteth light by his father, removeth his neighbor's landmark, cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger, fatherless, and the widow, and goes through all of the laws. And so by that, they would know that the Lord God would not look lightly upon them breaking his commandments. And we'll see that when they are established in the land, they don't break his commandments for and they follow the uh, the leading of Joshua as a nation and as a whole, and as long as Joshua and as long as that generation lives. But once that generation dies, then we'll see that they start to part away from that. And that's how the uh, chapter 27 ends. Now we're going to read from the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 15 through 17 tonight. And it says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. So in verse 14, a man, uh, I'm sorry, in verse 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. And so even those of this world, those that God defines as fools, uh, in verse in Psalm chapter 14 and verse 1 it says that the fool has said in his heart that there is no God and so God defines those that de uh, deny him and deny his existence as fools because all of creation is crying out about the existence of their creator the Lord God and the way of a fool is right in his own eyes the atheists who believe that there is no God um, think that they are right uh, Jeremiah 17.9 says that the, uh, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so from this heart, from this evil, and from this wickedness, and from this foolishness, they think that they have the right thing. They, it's right in their own eyes. And so we have to hearken unto, and what, what the uh, second part of this verse says, wise counsel. What is wise counsel? What's the best wise counsel? But God's word. And so we should hearken unto God's word, and we should also hearken unto and listen and hear for our understanding, for our teaching, those that are godly, wise, biblical counselors. And they can be experts in lots of different fields. They can, there can be godly counselors. There can be expert counselors who are medical doctors. The, those that are have a uh, large education and uh, experience in science and in research and in studying the word of God or studying the creation of God, I should say. And uh, But we can also make sure that we're going to the right experts for the right things. If we're going to uh, somebody for um, political counsel, maybe we should go to somebody who has lots of experience in politics, but also listen to 
when it comes to our marital counseling, biblical counseling, and education and stuff like that, those that believe in the Word of God itself and know the Word of God well, and those that have a good and successful, healthy, loving marriage, and we should learn from them about their marriage and about how to have a good marriage. Verse 16, a fool's wrath is presently known. So a fool will just speak his mind and will try to show forth his wrath because he has no control and no self-control and no temperance. But a prudent man covereth shame. And a prudent man, one who is cautiously wise, one who holds his tongue and holds his mouth and holds his mind until he chooses that it is the right time to say something, those are considered wise. Those are considered prudent and they cover shame. They do not just speak forth anything that comes to their mind, but they wait until the Lord either gives them a direction or a peace word or some type of word that is the right direction or the, sometimes the right chastening, but in a loving spirit to give it. But when it comes to anger and shame or how they would try to shame somebody else, they keep that in and they don't let that out because the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. We should always be known for speaking forth the truth. Uh, the, those that show forth righteousness, they speak the truth about every matter and everything. But a false witness, those that speak lies, they utter that lies, those deceit, that deceit. And we should not be known for that. We should be known for the Lord because he is perfect truth and his word is perfect truth. And he lives in us, so we should not shame him by proclaiming things that are not true. Now, we're going to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 38, is where we're going to read from, until chapter 11, verse 13. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him, and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Chapter 11. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in earth, so in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive every one that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? 
Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So in chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus and his disciples have now entered into a certain village, and now they're at Martha and her house and she has received them into her house and martha as a good hospitable house owner is going about and she's uh serving them and she is um she is baking and cooking and cleaning and getting things ready for them to serve them and she asks the lord jesus to then uh, tell her sister who is sitting at his feet listening to him and listening to him preach and talk to his disciples and he she asks him uh, will you just tell my sister to come and help me? And Jesus answers, and he gives a very interesting answer for this day. Because in this society and in this time, the women were seen to be the servers of men and the help of men. And uh, a lot of times they were seen as second class to the men in terms of citizens. And so they, if they were part of the house, they were to serve and to... Um, for Jesus to give this answer, this was kind of strange, but it shows the priorities of God. It shows how we are supposed to have a mindset for this. And he says, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, saying that she has very much cares and troubles, and she wants to please everybody. And she will, because of that, have many things to do because she wants to please everybody about all of those things, about all of her desires. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part. What is that? That's to have a knowledge and a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's to have, it's to sit at his feet. It's to listen to his words, to hear his word. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And so more important, Martha, and in essence, what Jesus is saying is more important than all of those serving more important than uh, serving your brethren and doing those good things, which are good things, more important, though, than that is hearing my word. It's seeing and understanding that Jesus Christ is God. Now, in chapter 11, here we have the amazing passage about the disciples asking Jesus to teach them to pray. And it's not uh, exactly teaching it's not exactly the disciples asking him to teach them how to pray. It's not them asking teaching them what is prayer because it seems like they've already known that they've uh, grown up in this culture probably reciting many different psalms knowing the prayers of David uh, which were recited in the psalms as well and uh, understanding that uh, prayer is asking from God prayer is talking to God answer to prayer is receiving from God but they were asking him teach us to pray and so uh, the part of one way could that they could reword this is teach us to consistently pray. Teach us to pray the way that you do. And so Jesus then answers, when you pray, say, and we have to start from this point also understanding that this was not a supposed to be a word-for-word -word prayer that Jesus is telling them to recite this prayer many times. No, this is the template that the Lord is giving them to pray. And he says, 
when we pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Because God the Father is in heaven, and he is holy, and his name is holy. He has several different names that reveal the characteristics about him, but he is still one in unity. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Ask for the Lord's will to be done in the earth, just as it is in heaven. Ask for his will to be done in the earth in every single way, thy, and that for his kingdom to come, and for the Lord to come quickly. Give us day by day our daily bread. This is telling them to pray for both their kings, uh, the people that God has set in leadership and in governor's roles to pray for the Lord's will to be done on earth. It's prayer to meet the needs, the daily just physical needs of bread, of food, shelter, water, clothing, of deliverance, of uh, the finances that they need for each day. And then forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And so Forgive us of this, Lord. Forgive us of this for this day, Lord. And so, not as a direct uh, prayer for forgiveness each day, that the Lord would now bestow new forgiveness for each day, but uh, uh, forgive us for crossing you. Forgive us for forgetting. Forget us for being human. And so they are restoring their relationship each new day, just as a child would restore his relationship with a father when they do badly or when they disobey him. And so uh, then going back to that father, asking for forgiveness for disobeying him, and then uh, having that restored new relationship and that closeness and intimacy that a child longs for with his parent and a parent for this child. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so this is a uh, the last part of the prayer is prayer for protection from the evil influences of the world around us and the temptations and the lustful desires of the flesh that are within our own heart. And so these are things that we should pray for each day. We should praise and acknowledge God and who he is and where he is and his holiness. We should pray for our nation and for those that are in power and in authority. We should pray for God's will to be done in, in the earth and for the wisdom of those in leadership positions. We should pray for our daily needs. We should pray for forgiveness of our daily sins. We should pray for a restoration both to God and to other men. We should forgive others and ask for help to do that. We should ask for prayer for protection from temptations and deliverance from evil. And he also gives two illustrations here for this. And he says, um, for one man, that if he uh, somebody comes as a traveler to him and asks for food and his, he's his friend, then he'll go to his other friends, his neighbor's house and knock on the door and he'll ask for bread. And the man won't give him that bread just because he's his friend, because he's already in bed. He's has his children that are either in a separate bed or the same bed as him, and he has to get up. He has to go back into the cold, step his feet onto the cold floor, unbar the door, unlock all of the door, and which could have been quite a process, especially if this beam was either heavy or thick, or if it was firmly lodged in there to protect the entire house from uh, bandits or from uh unwanted entry at night and he would have to do all of this and then get the bread and find it in the dark and in the night then give it to his friend then redo everything rebar the door and then get back into bed and this was such a hassle he would not do this just because he was his friend but if that if that person just keeps knocking 
Hey, I need bread. Please, please, you got to help me. Hey, hey, come on. I need, I need this. My friend needs this food. I, I don't have any at my house, please. And he won't give him because of his friendship with him, but he will because of his importunity or shameless, consistent uh, going to him without fail and without turning away and without going away, but just consistently going and going and going. And so the Lord uses this as an illustration to go and shamelessly go and present our case before the Lord, just consistently, faithfully, continuously going to the Lord. Now, there are some things where the Lord will say no, and we should respect when God tells us no. Just as when uh, Paul sought the Lord three times to remove a thorn of his flesh, whatever that was, but the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient for thee. So when the Lord says no, we should accept that. But when the Lord is, is uh, delaying our answer to our prayer, and the Lord's not saying no, but we're still waiting. We should continuously and faithfully go and seek for the Lord's will in our prayers. The other example he uses then here is also of a son asking for bread and asking for an egg or asking for a fish or asking for good daily food and things that are good for him. Will you not as a good father, give him that food that he's asking for, not a serpent or a stone or a scorpion. You won't give him things that harm you. And because even just by that example, you are doing good, how much more then will your father in heaven do good unto you and give him the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And so we can trust that the Lord will give good things to us. We can trust that the Lord will provide this Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit, his person, to live inside of our hearts, to guide us, to lead us into all truth, to give us everything that we need, every strength for every situation, every providence for every need. Friend, are you trusting in the Lord to deliver you, to protect you, and to give you everything that you need, and every good thing that the Lord was within the Lord's will that you asked for? Trust in Him today. Know that we can boldly approach God's throne of grace to uh, make our petitions known unto him. Let's do that today. Lord, thank you for your time and for your word. Thank you for your truth. Please bless the word. Please bless the hearers. Help us to go forth today and to show forth your word abroad and to live as you would and be holy as you are holy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friend, thanks once for listening. If you have any praises or prayer requests, please send them to www.caleb at gmail.com, www.caleb at gmail.com. I'll be sure to look for those. And thanks once again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for the next Walk With God podcast.